Hello, everybody. Welcome to Comedy Filmers, episode 306. We got a lot of cool movies we're going to talk about today. Some good business. Yeah, some good business. Uh, Hail Caesars, Room, Pride and Pre... No, not Pride and Prejudice and Zombies. I meant Carol. So it's a very similar movie. So we're not going to do... We're just going to do Carol. We're just going to do Carol. All right. Yes. Hail Caesar, Carol, and Room. And Room, yes. Nice. And we're going to be talking uh, with our guest about documentaries and uh, possibly some dark comedies and some interesting things on DVD and Blu-ray. Um, Crimson Peak and a couple other things. Mm. A lot of cool stuff going on. we got some announcements. What are they? Uh, one of them is we're going to be making an announcement soon on the LA Podfest dates. <laughs> <laughs> And we have. When do we announce uh, the announcement? Did we, did we announce that we were? It's announcing a three-tiered it process, Graham. <laughs> it's like a pyramid scheme, but for talking. It is. Uh, <laughs> it is a pyramid scheme for talking. So it, it's happening. It's it happening. We'll get the Sofitel again. Yeah. Can we at least say the month? September. It, it will be in September. Yes. We just are. We're waiting. We're doing a big this year. We're we're getting a little fancier this year. We are, and that's what's taking so much longer. We got a lot of stuff, a lot of moving parts this year. A lot of moving parts. But right. here's the great thing: it's not like we've been resting on our laurels. We've already booked some. Giant shows, giant shows for the uh, for the podcast. Which we will already. announce even later. Yes, which we will announce oh, even later. We're going to tease you guys. Yes, but it's you're going to love it. Big podcast cocktails. Yeah, work it. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we should have ended the episode. Yeah, right yeah, right there and <laughs> scene. Bye. Yeah, <laughs> minute and a half. <laughs> Three oh six. Put in the books. <laughs> um, all right. <clears throat> What else? Any other announcements? One of the things, <laughs> well, we have some new merchandise in the store. We've hey. got uh, uh, Allison Rosen's new logo t-shirts. They've been flying off the shelves. The like demand them. for the logo t-shirt. So they are, we still have a bunch of those left. And um, we have actually lost the Wayne Fetterman CDs. They are somewhere in the garage, but I can't put them under the cart until we actually find the box of Wayne Fetterman CDs. <laughs> they are buried under a bunch of Thrilling Adventure Hour right. shirts. I picked up some shelving units. <laughs> And was supposed to drive him to the valley today and left my house early to go to yoga and forgot to put the shelves in my car. So, so another two weeks. Another be, a week. I'll be back from Vegas. Oh, they, yeah, that's true. I'll be back from Vegas in a week. So next week. Uh, next week, I will, I will hopefully not forget the shelves yep. again. And there will be shelves and then we will find. And the first intern that finds the Wayne Fetterman CDs gets fed. <laughs> <laughs> it's... Sort of a holy grail type. It's sure. The, it's the you know, last Three crusade. interns <laughs> enter, yeah. one intern right. leaves, well fed. You find the Wayne Fetterman CDs, <laughs> we won't kill you. Yeah. <laughs> so we've been wanting to do an intern Hunger Games for a while, yes. and I think mm -hmm. this is the best way to do it. So All we've, right. We've put traps and stuff inside the boxes. <laughs> there's a badger, there's a rabid badger loose back there. Yep. Um, Good luck, smaller intern with lower immunities. Yeah. The weak one's going to yes. die. <laughs> Um, you know what? It sounds like we don't have a guest, but we really do. We really it sounds like we're yeah. stalling. It yeah, like, like we, he, he canceled. And yeah, we, just, we should. He's been so time. polite he's too. Very polite. Uh, we should introduce him because it's his first time on the program. It is his first time. Mm -hmm. Now uh, he's been in the LA Podfest. He sure has several times with mm -hmm. multiple shows. Yes. And uh, how many exactly? Why don't we ask him? Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know the answer. I don't think. No, how dare you speak, sir? Yeah. Oh wait, <laughs> no, I. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, that is Gareth Reynolds. Hi, everybody. So Excited to find these Fetterman discs. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Get that meal. Yeah. We, we got, Fetterman. Yeah, we got a nice hot Fetterman meal. <laughs> oh, right yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you... You did the Naughty Show. Yep, that was my first time at LA Podfest. That was mm -hmm. first year, second year, maybe. That, I think that was first year, year one. I think yeah, it yeah. was. You guys, yeah, yeah, Naughty Show was in year one. Yeah, mm -hmm. uh, and then uh, the Dollop, mm -hmm. and then I've been on the Steel Saunders one, right. and then I've been on Tofop a couple of times. Right, right. Yeah. Well, me, we, me, and you, and Dave, and every, and Jen Kirkman were all on Tofop yeah, this past year. Right, which was crazy. Which was. <laughs> Yeah, which was an insane episode. Was, that was so much fun. Yeah, uh, but yeah, it's great. I can't wait for the announcements announcement. Yeah, <laughs> it's pretty And then exciting. the follow-up announcement yes. on the specifics oh, of the announcement. Oh, I just, just wait. Oh, wait till we announce that. I need an advent yeah, calendar for announcements. <laughs> <laughs> 
we're overhyping the hype. We are. Uh, no way. Mm-hmm. That is such a great. Fe- that really is just the best time. It's so Thanks. fun. And I for for I mean, podcast fans, it is the greatest thing to watch. It's almost like watching them experience. I would imagine it's what it's like when you have kids to right. watch people who love like go to the playground to watch people who love podcasts. Just go ape shit at Podfest is just so enjoyable as well. I, I have kids and I never thought of it that way before, but you're absolutely right. Yeah, it really is like that. <laughs> that's my, I think that's probably one of my one of my favorite aspects of it. I mean, I love seeing like it's like all these comics that I don't get to hang out with yeah. all year because we're all busy. So it's the one weekend we all kind of hang out and laugh and goof off. But then it is watching the fans just lose their shit yeah. over everybody. Yeah, and here I just love it, sort of eavesdropping on conversations of like. I was checking in, and Paul F. Tompkins was standing right yeah, next to right. me. <laughs> I remember the first, the second Podfest when I checked in, and someone was like, "I'm a I'm a big fan of yours." I was like, "You must be looking at a different name, my love." I was like, "What's going on here?" <laughs> yeah, we get to be treated like rock stars. Yeah, for it's three fun days. for sure. Yeah, it's a, it's a blast. I remember uh, maybe it was two years ago. We did a Bane off yeah. for the Naughty Show yeah. where we did nineties rap lyrics. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bane rapping. Yeah, which <laughs> that was, was a bit we had for a couple of years together. Yeah, every time I did Naughty Show, Sam yeah. Kimberly would have us do a Bane yeah, off. Yeah, totally. <laughs> I remember that. I think. Yeah, it yeah. Really that was fun. Yeah. Was, yeah, we did it when we interviewed you guys for yeah. the documentary. Uh-huh. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. That's right. Yeah. So many of them. You're <laughs> too many Banes. Too many Banes. <laughs> so little time. Folks, Whistling Bane shirts are available on the website. How about that? Seamless. Like, Seamless. Just nice. a cross-platform Seamless. plug. Just a multi-tiered. You smooth devil. Vertical. So you should really buy some shirts to help us find the CDs. Yeah. yeah. Really. It's like everything's Peyton. connected. It's like yeah. we were talking earlier, but it's like Peyton Manning's uh, Budweiser yeah, thing it, after the Super Bowl. Well, anything smoother than that, yeah. like a cold Budweiser. Yeah, I just got to rethink my retirement. I don't know, just you know, regroup and hang out with my family and kids yeah. and my teammates and drink some ice cold Budweisers. And it's just like, oh, really? Specifically wow. Budweiser. Oh, really? And uh, specifically ice cold. Yeah, exactly. No, not like it right. wasn't European. No. It was no, really I, Americans drinking. Well, that's a shot at Coors Light, too, because we all know that their beer comes from the mountaintops. Yeah. <laughs> so that's clearly <laughs> a like, F you at them. It was a guy, like, it's, it's just like that's the... It's telling. It's very. Is it, was it like like idiocracy where you know every time he said Budweiser it was another million dollars, <laughs> like Carl's like, Jr. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure he's he got electrolytes. Made. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, get a whistling Bane shirt, guys. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and help us uh, discover more merch that is buried under other merch. It's more, more fun that way. Yeah. The more you guys buy, the more stuff we can put on the site because yeah. we'll find something, and then we can get to the door. We'll be like, <laughs> Wow, Jackie Cation flip flops. <laughs> Vintage turns out the retro look. Oh wait, no, it turns out that's Jackie Cation. Oh my oh, God, we have. We're gonna sell her feet. Yeah. Wayne Fetterman's back here too. Yeah. <laughs> it's the dollop ashtray. Oh my yeah. God, Please. finally! That's when the dollop mansion closed down. Yeah. <laughs> Ill-fated mansion, you. <laughs> All right. Well, let's get into some goddamn movies. Let's do it. Where do you want to start with? We'll start with uh, Room. The funniest one first. The funniest one first. Yeah, let's talk about Room. Uh, not to be confused <laughs> with The Room. No. Which is a very different film. That's a hilarious yes. movie. Uh, Room, uh, this yeah. is the Brie Larson movie. And it did not have a billboard in L.A. for 20 years. <laughs> <laughs> there are people dressing up like Brie Larson and going to midnight screenings. <laughs> Throwing spoons at the screen. <laughs> is someone gonna, wouldn't that be great? If you like went to the arc like to see this, you're like, oh, it's getting a lot of award buzz. And then there's some idiots that just got it wrong and they're dressed up like that creepy guy. Or you accidentally go into a screening of the room, one of those random ones he has every now and then. You're like, this is actually not why good. Did, I didn't yeah. see why. Oscar buzz? Yeah, I don't know. Oscar buzz? Brie Larson's not even in this. this is, how did she win a golden globe for this? Yeah. This makes Crazy. fucking zero sense. Well, maybe she EP'd it. <laughs> <laughs> she wrote the script? Yeah. I mean, deserve, what the fuck? I don't think I can make it to the credits. I'll be honest. I don't think we're going to have closure on this one. <laughs> um, this movie... Um, uh, I have to say, I it, it was one of those mixes of a movie that I loved, but in parts was very difficult to watch. It, it was very difficult to watch. And uh, you have... The other thing about this movie is you think on... 
at first glance, this was as almost like a science fiction movie, like right. a, you know, a mother and a child are trapped in this one room, and you know, the child thinks that that's all this room is is the entire world, uh, but it's so believable because this shit actually happens. You know, there, there's, well, you know, people get kidnapped, and that what makes it creepier and creepier and creepier because also the way it's shot is it's believable. It never goes into that hyper-realism to make you really suspend disbelief. You suspend disbelief immediately because we've seen these uh, news reports. Well, that's, yeah, yeah. Like those two teenage girls, I think, in Ohio that were like kept for seven years or something. That's what made this movie, and it's why Brie Larson, she's won a Golden Globe now and a SAG Award, deserves them both. She's, she's you know... She's uh, fantastic. She's nominated movie. for the Oscar for Best Actress, as well she should be. She is unbelievable in this. And the director... First of all, it's ba- based on a book. Uh, Emma Donahue wrote the book and also uh, did the screenplay. And then the the director, uh, Lenny Abramson, who has done uh, – he did Frank and he did what Richard did. Um, I will say did not like Frank, really liked this movie. It's, it's, it's so good because the first half – we don't want to get into too many spoilers. but No, I mean, no. The first half of the movie, she's in the room and then they get out and you sort of see her have to deal with that which was fantastic. The stuff where she's in the room with her son is like you say, it's hard because you go, oh, because anytime, like for me, I would have these questions like, come on, how could you? And, and then the guy, the creepy guy, and the, the director did a great job of keeping him sort of, you didn't see him initially. Right. Sort of mm-hmm. sort of saw it through the kid's eyes, kind of, just this big hulking man, and the kid would always hide when when he when he came. And, and you also it was such a nuanced performance by even everyone. Like even like the kidnapper, uh, like when he he first comes in, again, we're not we're not giving away spoilers. It's like he doesn't come in as some crazy monster. Like he comes in as like basically an unstable horrifying human being right. where but he's talking in a very normal tone like this is like well no this is this is the life we've made for each other right this is it you know and this is your and i just happen to you know keep you locked in this room and, and, and then it slowly comes out like this you know the the, her attempts yeah. his, his his psychotic attempts how he's done this mm-hmm. how he's been able to do this her you kind of they allude to her attempts to get out right and how he's, I mean, he snatched her up when she was like 17. Right. So he's very much kind of brainwashed her. Um, and you've also like, but you, you, don't, you also see the Stockholm Syndrome that's happening too a little bit. Do you see? I, I, I a little thought, bit. I thought it deliberately kind of avoided that. Well, it, it didn't, I thought there was just a subtle amount of it. I mean, you could tell she's like, obviously like trying to get out and I got to get the fuck out of here. Right. But you see her kind of fade in and out when he comes in there. Uh, you know, she has to kind of keep him happy. Mm-hmm. And and I felt like there was just a hint of it that you could, there has to be, okay. there has to be some of that there. Mm-hmm. Even though she kept sort of, you kept, she kept saying, and, and it was so well written and well directed in terms of they didn't just spell it out. Right. They sort of unraveled this very slowly to where you're like, and it was so well shot that you felt claustrophobic oh, with God. them in, in that room. And I will, let's give uh, some credit too to the the boy, Jacob Tremblay, was an amazing, did an amazing job. It's, you know, you watch this kid, like every once in a while, like, um, you know, you see most child actors, they're they're okay. You right. know, they, you know, they're children, you know, they, you don't mm-hmm. expect them to be Olivier, you know, when right. they're 10 or, or whatever. Yeah. But every once in a while, one comes along that just lights up the screen. Like, and this is one of those kids, Jacob Tremblay, like uh, when Hallie Joe Osment mm-hmm. came on the screen in Sixth Sense, you were like, oh my God, this kid's amazing. He really uh, does see dead people. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Which is a fact. It's yeah. based on, that's or, a true story. You know, yeah, true yes. story. <laughs> <laughs> or like a Dakota Fanning, somebody that's yeah. like, oh my God, this this kid really um, gets it. Has, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and uh, they're going to be uh, divorcing their parents. Yeah, and, and, and you know yeah, before we'll, they're we'll be cutting 17. them down in a matter of yes. ten years. <laughs> Don't you worry about that, Hollywood. <laughs> when they go on some bender, yeah, yeah. Um, but that was the other thing, and and you saw him too, like at the SAG Awards. Uh, you know, they him and Brie Larson presented something. And they did like a little bit, and he was, mm-hmm. you know, he, he was just he wasn't like overwhelmed by the the glitz and glam of an award show that's on tv he was just mm. sort of like hey all right yeah i've already been on set for many many uh weeks yeah. it's, it's it's the thing too and the, the thing i i'm i like about this is it's it's brie larson so you know she was amy schumacher's 
sister. Well, she was great in Trainwreck, and she's always mm-hmm. played these little parts like that. And she was in uh, that movie with Mark Wahlberg, um, The Gambler. Mm-hmm. Um, she had a really nice role in that. But this is like breakout. Right. Um, this was a breakout episode. Uh, definitely, definitely. Like this is this is as as we were talking to. Uh, Paul, pa- Goble. Paul Goble, who we just had on the um, Hail Caesar spoiler up, he made a great point. He feels like it's like when Jennifer Lawrence did Winter's Bone. Right. It really felt like that. And like this is going to catapult Brie Larson into yes. being wow. a megastar. And, you know, we're not giving any spoilers away. There's a lot of this movie we're, we're absolutely not going to discuss because yeah. we want, want you to watch it for yourself. So it's uh, there's also some great uh, supporting roles by like, mm-hmm. you know, you see you see other actors um Again, it's hard because I don't want to mention too much of it because I want you guys to discover it for yourself. But it, it's just know that it's an amazing movie um, from start to finish. And also, it, I had a real emotional reaction to this movie. Like, I really felt the peril and the terror. And as they're, this you know mother and daughter are going through son. this. Uh, yeah, mother and uh, son are going through this. He had long hair. So... <laughs> Any man with long yeah. hair is a girl. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> yeah. So uh, his mother said so when, when they were going through this, it was Chris absolutely different. Hair. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, she does. Yes. <laughs> That's my point. Wait. No. That's just, that makes no sense. I just insulted myself. Isn't my co-host yeah. adorable? Yeah. <laughs> um, so it, it's, it's really, it was, it's parts of this movie were unnerving. And I, I read like, every once in a while a movie comes out and you read um, a, a bunch of different reviews. And a lot of them have the same thing where there's always one line about, you know, this movie is very difficult to watch or right. may, um, may upset sensitive viewers. Or right. uh, we, There's a review actually on our site CJ did, and, and he went a step further. It said not only it may upset... Um, uh, sensitive viewers that may upset anyone who's been through a trauma. Oh, wow. Something like that, which is really an interesting statement because yeah. I, I can imagine watching something like this, how it could dredge up some other <laughs> other emotions. Because, so it's fantastic. Well, it's one, it's that thing, like going back to the news stories, when you hear this in the news, you're like, oh my God, how right. did they... Yeah. How, what was this day... What was day-to-day life like? Right. Mm-hmm. And then you, you kind of see this and you go, oh, fuck. You know, and their skin, they, you know, like they can't handle the sun when they get out right. and just like, or just, germs or oh, anything. Yeah. God, it's so just, yeah. it's, it's, it's a fantastic, it's hard to watch at times, mm-hmm. but it's a fantastic film and it is, it is all it, of the nominations. It, it, it's deserving. For sure. Yeah. For sure. It's, it's a really solid film and, and just like watching like Brie Larson, like I did, I've done Doug Loves movies with her, you mm-hmm. know, like it's amazing. You know, I was watching the Golden Globes and she won and John Hamm won. I'm like, I've done, I've done a podcast with yeah. those guys yeah. <laughs> in a little theater in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. You're next, Graham. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm all ready, baby. Yeah. I'm all for it. Um, when I do, when I'm going to have some great T-shirts on sale that's somewhere under some boxes. Hopefully, get those uh, Fetterman CDs. Are you going to have a nice cold Budweiser? Yeah, oh. that's what you got to do. Yeah. <laughs> I am sober, but if they want to pay me two million dollars, <laughs> I would sell that Absolutely. out in a heartbeat. Yeah. Do you know how many? You don't su- got to drink it. No, you just got to say it. You just got to pour it down your face when you're yeah. celebrating. Yeah, Woo. I, you yeah. know I don't drink, but when I celebrate, it's always with a nice <laughs> bathe cold. after a good win. <laughs> we'll give you a stunt beer. Yeah, you just I don't care. that could be its own controversy right? afterwards. <laughs> yeah, it was a non-alcoholic beer, wasn't it, Graham? Yeah, then I'll go into the con- congressional hearing. Yes. <laughs> the whole while I'll be. Uh, Look, uh, members of the Congress, I want you to know that uh, Palm Strike T-shirts are available yeah. for sale. <laughs> We're buying some, Graham. <laughs> <laughs> I yield. I yield to your marketing strategy. Yes, uh, point of order from the uh, senator from Alabama. <laughs> I just want to say I ordered an extra large. I was given a large. Uh, I'd love to be able to swap that at some point. Uh, big fan. Thank you, Graham. Uh, we'd just like to say to the senator from the great state of Alabama, we'll gladly uh, give you, keep the large, we'll give you an XL. Uh, that's above and beyond, but I will I'll take it, sir. Will you yield? I yield. Will you yield? <laughs> oh, God. If I got paid a million dollars to just say Budweiser, you know how many surf trips I'd go on? Uh, one. Oh, wow. <laughs> one and goodbye. Gone. Yeah. Go on the the Patrick Swayze point break. Oh, point. It would last I mean, for another 30 years. Yeah, I would be on one <laughs> sweet You surf. hear someone saw Graham the other day. No, <laughs> yeah. there was a Graham sighting? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I was just outside of Perth, and I swear yeah. to God. I, I, I saw him. Yeah. He's got a long beard, long hair. Yeah, he looks like that kid from The Room. Yeah. <laughs> you mean that girl? That girl yeah, from The Room? Yeah. <laughs> 
I called his name and he looked at me and then he swam away yeah. like a mermaid. Yeah. And uh, yeah, there was no oxygen tanks, nothing. He just disappeared. He just disappeared. Gone. He has gills now. Yeah, it's I don't know amazing. What it was. I might not have been Graham now that yeah. I'm thinking about Actually, it. It might have been a trout. Mermaid. Yeah. <laughs> trout. A mermaid trout. <laughs> so anyway, go see Room. Yeah, definitely check it out. It might be on on demand. I'm not sure yet, but it, you, you will not be disappointed. Well, it's I, one of those movies like, oh, wow. It, I, don't, I didn't see this when it came out, but it's worthy of. Well, I definitely. Best think in nomination it's it getting it's in some theaters like all the nominated gets re-released gets yeah released a little mm-hmm. bit so if you get a chance definitely see it all right so you gareth saw carol another movie that's gotten some nominations yes what were your thoughts uh i liked carol um you know carol is a uh basically a film about uh an affluent closeted lesbian who sort of finds her her I mean her lesbian lover like working at a store and then it's sort of about the uh you know unraveling of that relationship and just the complications of it it takes place like in the probably the 40s or 50s um you know when it was a much different time and uh it is it's interesting. I mean, it's definitely a slower burn. I think it's one of those movies where at the end of it, you're glad you watched it, but while it's going on, you probably, I mean, I probably looked at my phone once or twice to be like, okay, when are we getting to it? <laughs> the, um, but it, but it is, I mean, you know, Kate Blanchett is so good in everything and it really is just another. Does she, does she deserve the, the actress nomination? You think? I would, I, I think so. I mean, the, the truth is that there is so much subtlety to it that I think it's it would be easy to maybe think that it's not i mean not an amazing performance but it is you know there's so much subtlety and by you know they really delay uh when they actually sort of succumb to the emotions you know so you really are you you so really like a who's the boss episode exactly yeah <laughs> exactly with two angelas yeah well, you- <laughs> <laughs> well, that sold it for me. Yeah, <laughs> hello. Yeah, no Danza, but two Angeles. Right. So if I get understood, so Room is like Home Alone. Yeah, exactly. This is like a Who's the Boss? Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. I got it. I got it. Yeah. I got it. <laughs> well, the best thing is that my mother really wanted to see it. My mother's English, and she came to town, and she really wanted to see it. And I wasn't sure what the subject matter was. I knew it was something about that. But as it's going on, there is uh, there is one long sex scene. Where you're like, ah, this is something I should have watched without my mother for sure. Uh, <laughs> There's no yeah. sex scene you ever want to watch with your mom. Well, I'll tell you, this is amazing. When I was in sixth grade or or something like that, I was homesick from school, and my mother rented a movie for us to watch. I swear to God, it was The Crying Game. Oh and, my God. and we and and I I'd heard about, I remember hearing about it, but never mm. knowing what the you know I was a kid. And then my mom brought it home, and we we watched it, and we watched that moment together when the lead char- the lead female character <laughs> reveals her penis, and me and my mom were just on the couch together. Spoiler like, alert! Yeah, yes. Sorry, that should have been on the spoilers. <laughs> um, but this was, uh, but th- you know, again, I think this it was a good and then movie. Steve and Rhea went on to star in Asylum. <laughs> there we go. So <laughs> that long haired guy, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, so basically, your mom's doing some good parenting. It sounds great like parent, it's, great <laughs> parent. I had a, I had a good grasp on everything when I grew up. Well, it's a cultural thing. She was British. She was, yes. which <laughs> we've been known for that for yeah. years. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but it is, a, it's a good movie. I would, I think Carol is a good. It's a really good, well acted film. Uh, and, and it's Rooney a, Mara. She's she's also nominated. She's for great supporting actress. She great. does a great job. Yeah, she's a they, fine. I mean, these are two really good actors. They're great, and they and again, I mean, there is so much subtlety in it because it really it's not a movie that moves super fast. I mean, they really are kind of twisting the knife on you, waiting for them to, you know, give in. <laughs> and so, because it's also nominated for cinematography and costume design. Yeah, I mean, I th- yeah, I think. Um, you, again, I mean, I think what the movie does really well is it makes you feel tense about that time. You know, you oh, really right. do feel how taboo it was for this, yeah. how wrong it was, like how any hint of this was, you know. I mean, she she has to go to a psychiatrist, and she's she's basically trying to fight for custody of her daughter throughout the film, and then this is kind of a, a strike against her. I mean, it's, oh, right. you know, the implications of, of giving in to something like that, you really see it, and it... 
you know, I, I think movies like that, what they're so good about as well is when you do really feel like you're in a time like that, you do look back and you're like, man, it just is so different from now. Right. And I mean, we're, we're in such a better place now, but the idea that, you know, 50, 60 years ago, right. this was basically a crime. Yeah. Um, and you were called, you needed to go to a shrink. You, you need to go to a shrink. You, you needed, your lawyer was like, oh, what did you do? You messed up the case. Yeah. <laughs> you hooked up with a lady? Yeah. Oh, your daughter's gone for good. Yeah. Yeah. You're crazy. You have a psychological problem. Oh, yeah, problem. we can fix it yeah. with electricity. We'll fix this with <laughs> yeah. some electricity. A little electricity to the brain, not a help. I feel like you could get Kate Blanchett in a movie if you just kind of dangle like a, a, a taboo relationship in front of her. Yeah. Like you, you, have, you have like a, with a student, another woman, a redneck or a wizard. Yeah. <laughs> Which is why Redneck Wizard is getting so yes. much buzz. She's supposed to be phenomenal. I'm just glad that. that we're not, we're not, you know, marginalizing wizards anymore like we used to 50, yeah. 60 years ago. I mean, no, that, that was so, the law. Well, no. <laughs> you, you, if you wanted to do spells, you had to do it in the privacy yeah. of your own home. <laughs> I don't want you hanging out with that Merlin character. <laughs> Is that a book of spells? No, recipes, I swear. Yeah. <laughs> Wait a minute. Oh, You've no. been turning your friends into rodents again. Uh. <laughs> um, I knew it. I don't like that crowd from school. Mom, Dad, I'm a wizard. Uh. <laughs> no son of mine! <laughs> All right. So, Carol, you're saying it's a yes. good film. I a good film, not a great film, a good film. Good I film. think for acting, it's a, a great film as far as like a movie that you'll be like, I can't wait to watch that again. It's not a great film. So there's all these amazing scenes between these two actresses. Very tense. Really right. feel the tension. You really, throughout the movie, are experiencing the tension between them. There's not, you know, again, it's one of those movies where there's not a lot said about the developing relationship. Oh. Lots inferred, so a lot is very subtle, but... You know. Which is actually where there's a, that's that's that is fertile ground for great acting. Totally, which not, is what you get. I mean, yeah. you really do. You feel that you feel the tense pressure of what's going on, and a lot of times you're going like, "What is going on? <laughs> <laughs> they like each other, right? I'm pretty sure I read the box." <laughs> uh, all right, what else we got? Hell Caesar. We'll talk about Hail Caesar. Yes. Now, interestingly, we did the spoiler app before the regular app, so we've already been talking about it, uh, and that will drop on Thursday. Uh, but I really like this movie. It was uh, I felt like it was the Coen Brothers going into a '50s um, studio system sandbox and just having a lot of fun with uh, different scenes and the studio system there. Yeah. It's a blast. Listen to the spoiler because you'll hear me sort of change my opinion yes. gradually as you and Paul Goble like convince me. Because I saw it at first, I was like, yeah, I didn't. I wanted more. It didn't have it had a too thin of a story. The character arc wasn't that great. And then I listened to these to to Chris and Paul talk about. it. I was like, oh, they were just sort of showing me the detail of the Cohen brothers and which who I, I love the Cohen brothers. Yeah, and they're and as and and these are guys that we've talked about before on this show, which is like for me personally. There's no movie of theirs that I go, what the, f- come on. Yeah. Like, you go, okay, miss the mark a little. But or, still, but yeah. Always interesting. Yeah. Right. Visually interesting. Like, even their B movie is better than most A movies. Yeah. Like, right. director's sure. A movie. You know, yes. you'd rather see something that at least swings for the fences over, mm-hmm. you know, is formulaic. And and that's the thing that 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 I did like about this movie. Uh, I mean, the set design, the, the, the actual scenes that they're shooting, you basically get to watch... Yeah, All these big budget old Hollywood scenes on the they shot it on film. Yeah, um, and it, it it really comes well. Across. And like if you like if you were to say what would Busby Berkeley do today with like a budget, right. like what kind of synchronized swim you get to see that right. come yeah. to life, mm-hmm. which is like you know with with the leaps live we've orchestra, made, live orchestra. I mean all that. It it to me I was like. It was almost like a movie where you were like, they wanted to show you the movies that they loved growing up a little bit, like, or that they used to watch these vintage yes. movies that kind of form them and their time to take a step. I mean, e- even the the Channing Tatum uh, chunk, which right. is more musical, is, is, you know, it's great. I mean, you yeah. really like, it's an opportunity to show like five or six crazy scenes with, you're right, maybe a thinner plot underneath it, but still one that you know, sustains and there's twists and plots that like you, you think about like kind of the George Clooney arc, you're very mm-hmm. confused early on with that. And right. that goes to interesting places. It's the day in the life of a studio fixer pretty yeah. much. And based on a real guy. Yeah. Oh, is that uh, right? Yeah. It's based, but it's very, uh, I was reading it on uh, Wikipedia, how it's uh, very fictionalized. Sure. It's right. Very, very, you know, the Coen brothers are going to 
sure. take a rather large amount of license. Yeah. Uh, so which makes me wonder, like, well, why do you need to even base it on a real guy? Yeah. There's no, there's no, I mean, I'm sure there were other studio fixers, you know, from that that time uh, that time frame. But it was it was a really interesting um, mix of everything. I thought everyone did a great job. When we talk about it more on the spoiler app, talk about uh, how great the casting is. Yeah. And how everyone just kind of meshed. And even when a, a mo- big movie star is only in a couple of scenes, they still just light up every scene that they're in. Yeah. You also get to see, like, what a studio f- had to fix in the fifth back then. Like, right. the things uh-huh. he's fixing are a little different. Right, like, the yeah. The gossip columnists. Right, yeah, and yeah. The, uh, and this, what, this, what a scandal is. A like, scandal yeah. is, like... Postcard in a bikini. Right. Like, yeah. Like, Whoa. Yeah. They didn't yeah. have to deal with everyone with a cell phone taking pictures. Right. You know, <laughs> like the well, different things they dealt with. Also, how you know the studio used to have its stable of actors. It's such a. It was such a different way where they would use this. They would sign these actors to work. You know, so they're sort of plugging in this these actors into situations that they're maybe not ready for like that. That one guy who plays the the cowboy. Yeah, the cowboy That's guy. Hilarious. Like that bit is so great it's yeah. it's funny and it's it's hilarious but it also they're sort of showing how crazy that system was yeah yeah because uh-huh. you, you showed up to work you know and well you're, you're done doing westerns so you're yeah. gonna go in to do this drama <laughs> okay yeah exactly <laughs> and watch it i mean that yeah. scene is so great <laughs> but that was the funny thing because you you know they had you take dancing lessons and singing mm-hmm. lessons yeah and six gun shooting lessons and right. you know like yeah stunt riding ballroom mm-hmm. dancing yeah yeah like, that's what you're doing today yeah which I thought was cool. And just the way every character was introduced. Like, they all had this amazing, like, close-up shot. Of, yeah. Like, even when, you know, the cowboy, George Clooney's character. It's like, even just the subtle little introductions of each character, the Coen brothers, it, everything's so precise on yeah. what they do. It's really cool. Well, they, they're, they too, like, there's not a lot of people who can shift tone so well like their tone right. is always kind of consistent in their movies and yet is so versatile over their career like where they do they can do movies that are you know there's not a lot of jokes in them and then they can do movies like this which is just like the tone of it is just very i mean very comedic and yes. and yeah. great like the, mm-hmm. it's not like there's a lot of missed jokes like you mm-hmm. really are they land laughing or smiling throughout most of the yeah. movie you know god you you forget sometimes how george clooney can't make me laugh more than when he's in a Coen Brothers movie. Yeah, honestly. I mean, just I just keep thinking back to, oh, I mentioned it in the spoiler too, is, oh, brother, where art thou? And when he's just talking, he just wakes up oh. from a, my hair. The, the dapper <laughs> Dan like, right yeah, away. Yeah, he's yeah, always worried right about away, his yeah. hair hair yeah. wax. <laughs> yeah, and then it keeps going great. Yeah. yeah. Well, that movie I wasn't was... hit by no train. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, that was kind of one of the movies too, our brother, where out there, that sort of solidified him as a movie star because he came up on er Mm -hmm. and had done a couple movies and then it was like coen brothers this movie and the singing the 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 songs that sort of yeah it's also play yeah it's also where roger deacon started playing with um the color saturations in post yeah like you know they they shoot a certain way even on film or even nowadays it's either you know they shot this one on film obviously uh uh, but the way they shot Oh Brother Where Art Thou, when they shot it, they, there was a really cool uh, documentary. I think it might even be on the disc where it's a featurette. It shows what it looked like before and what it looked like after they did color saturation and post. Right. And it's a technique that's been used many, many times after that from everything from Lord of the Rings or whatever, where what you see, it looks so vibrant and colorful. And you realize, well, that's not actually what was shot. That is the genius of the DP, and then added um, mm-hmm. in post later. So it's a combination of you know really skilled artists behind the camera, which you see in this too. I mean, when you're in when you're in those those kind of vignettes that are almost homages, there there is the look. I mean, there really is the look that the older movies used to have. Yes. I feel like, and uh-huh. especially in the Channing Tatum part, and a little bit in the Scarlett Johansson mm-hmm. stuff, you really you see it. You know? it, it had to have the highest production design budget of any movie released yeah. in February. Yeah, yeah, for sure, <laughs> for sure. Yeah. And it wasn't uh, like I was watching it, going, "I wonder why this is getting a February release." Like, did it not? Did too many people sort of have my initial reaction to it of like, "Well, it needed more character arc." I don't know. And yeah, then, it's a weird, especially for this type of movie. It's like to put it in kind of the dumping ground, or they could be thinking the opposite. Well, this is a dumping ground. We're going to release it. Yeah, well, it's yeah. a good movie here. People were applauding when I saw it at the end. People, and people were really laughing, man. Yeah. They, they was, got all the jokes, and I don't know if it was just because we're in LA, but I, you, I was wondering that while while I was watching it. I think you know there are. De- I think anybody would like this movie, but I think there yeah. are definitely things that um, you laugh at a little bit more. 
just because of s- certain jokes, you know? Y- you know, that makes a really good point because I saw the movie during dad time, which is Friday at like 11 a.m., uh-huh. you know, when the theater's empty. Right. Uh, it's me and like, you know, two or three old people. Right. Uh, and I, as I was watching this movie, I was thinking, I would love to see this movie with a theater full of Coen Brothers fans. Yeah. You yeah. know, and really just, it was almost like that group um feeling of like watching a horror movie right scared you know that kind of thing that movie going experience so i actually kind of want to see it again in the movie theater like Mm -hmm. at night with a bunch of people no i that that's one thing you know i may i you know i don't think necessarily i notice when some when people aren't reacting i think maybe in a comedy a little but i was definitely like wow i mean this movie is killing (laughs) (laughs) you know people were really clapping at the end laughing throughout Mm -hmm. you know because i saw it on i saw it on friday night Mm -hmm. and it was a packed theater and oh it's cool people loved it and then uh, a handful of us stayed to watch the little arc like featurettes yeah. you know, uh-huh. with yeah. uh Roger Deakins which was cool and then and then uh Mary Zofri's Murray Villariano's uh wife you know mm-hmm. her talking about um and Murray had this very cool post he put on Facebook about how proud he is of his wife and talking about how she tested the mermaid outfit in their backyard pool. Oh, so funny. <laughs> that is He's great. like she takes so much time and effort into mm-hmm. detail like it's just amazing. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's so, this is the thing that's so weird about LA. Like I've been at their house a bunch, you know, like they had people over for Thanksgiving and stuff like that. And I, and and, I you know, you were in a mermaid outfit in yeah, the pool. Yeah. They always make me wear yeah. that. It's kind of, I thought it was a peculiar. Save time. But, They're always working. Yeah. And then you just throw <laughs> Who wore it better? Yeah. 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 Like you feed porpoises or something. Absolutely. It was weird. It was weird. Yeah. Was there but, an ice sculpture? Yeah. There was an ice sculpture. <laughs> uh, but like, you know, you're just hanging out and just like yeah it's just my buddy's wife who's a, she's a really she's greek and she's a really good cook yeah oh and by the way one of the top <laughs> costume designers in the world by the yeah. way she could get the coen brothers on the phone right now yeah. <laughs> they'd answer like, she talks about working on a movie with matthew she means matthew mcconaughey yeah. when she did interstellar yeah right like, yeah right yeah <laughs> it's just such a weird thing about it i don't know she might have meant matt damon in true grit uh, also possible. No, that's Matt. Yeah, I know that's Matt, of course. <laughs> there's Matthew and then there's Matt. That's the little subtle things you pick up. One time at one of their, their they have a son, their, their kid's birthday party, you know, and, and uh, Murray invited me and another guy over and, and we were like, why did you invite us? He's like, oh, so I can have someone to hang out with. But, you know, Francis McDormand is there and you're just like, those are, these are the people who are at the parties when I grew up in yeah. Wisconsin and Chicago. Yeah. That's a, <laughs> oh, always. Yeah, always. By the way, Frances McDormand is not in the film a ton, but a very gratifying scene. We talk about it in yes. the spoiler up. Mm-hmm. That is such a great scene. Mm-hmm. Very it's good. such a great scene. And there's a bunch of little name celebrity people in these great little yes. one-off yeah. scenes. No. Well, that's that's part of it, too. You've, I mean, I think the reason why you could put together a cast like that is even if you think from a production standpoint – you're not asking too much of one person. I mean, Josh Brolin, you're asking a lot of, but right. everybody else. It's a couple of days. A couple of days, you know, you know, crazy, crazy days. Right. Sure. <laughs> but you got to know, too, any actor in Hollywood would say, yeah, Coen Brothers? I'm yeah. In. Like, yes. I'm yeah. in. I'm in. Yeah. I don't care what it is. Yeah. yeah. Whatever you need me to do, I'm in. Uh, and I, we will say this, we um, is that the trailer is a little deceiving. So it's not really all just about the, you know, kidnapping of George Clooney. Yeah. It's actually one small part of the whole movie. Really, it's in the day. It's pretty much a day in the life of a, uh, a studio fixer. So don't let that yeah. get in the way. Yeah. So yeah. don't let that, when you're watching the movie, you're thinking, oh, I want to see more about this George Clooney kidnapping it's it's not that yeah so but it's not to say that it takes away from the movie just enjoy the movie for how it's right. meant to be uh yeah uh, enjoyed all right hello valentine's day coming up <laughs> speaking of sponsors yes <laughs> hey peyton manning yeah when you're all drunk on budweiser and need to apologize to your wife yeah. why don't you send where are you gonna flower? go proflowers.com <laughs> yeah. <I think. laughs> why wouldn't you <laughs> why wouldn't you well Chris, here's the thing about Pro Flowers. Uh, you can get an assorted roses that comes with a vase for nineteen ninety nine. That is that is fantastic. That's a fantastic deal. What if I want chocolates? What? Oh, guess what? You can get free chocolates. Um, but do I have to order this week? Yeah. All right. Fair enough. It is Valentine's Day is coming up. Yes. But I'm going to need to use my coupon code CFN. Right. That's correct. When you go to proflowers.com, use your coupon code CFN. I got to say this too because they yes. sent us the. We were just talking about this at lunch. They sent us the flowers, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. So they come, they, they're like FedExed, basically. Mm-hmm. So when they tell you, cut off like an inch on the bottom, put right. in this plant food in the vase that comes with it. And then within a day, the roses really open up. Yeah. 
Ah, like they, they, they look amazing. They look amazing. Like I have. These a are bouquet. really nice flowers. You come into my apartment and you see like surfboards and martial arts. Budweiser. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they're really getting a lot of free plugs. Yes. <laughs> it's been a big twenty-four hours. <laughs> and then you see this wonderful bouquet of flowers. Like I was having, you know, I had a couple of buddies come over for the Super Bowl yesterday, and they're like, "Wow, well, Graham, aren't you? Hello, Graham. Mm-hmm. This is delightful." And I was like, "Well, guys, proflowers.com. Yeah. You got any coupon code CFN? Yeah, get some free Super chocolates. Bowl K. Yep. Yeah." <laughs> And the the other thing you could do is double the roses for just nine ninety nine more. What? So and it's these are guaranteed to last seven days or your money back. It's a no brainer. And these will be delivered in time for Valentine's Day, guaranteed. Here's the great thing too: if it's not as long just, as you don't order them the day before Valentine's, well, don't be an idiot, don't be an asshole. <laughs> well, then it's probably the wrong relationship. Yes. Yeah, then you yeah. Then good luck. <laughs> Pull the cord. Save your money. Yeah. <laughs> but the- <laughs> for the next one, yeah. <laughs> Well, the thing is uh, that these guys, they have, it's not just roses. It's like, you know, a plant. Like, if your relationship isn't all like, yay, hot roses, you can be like a nice plant or something that's not as like, uh oh. A fern? A fern? Yeah. That's now you're really being a weirdo. <laughs> Which is saying, I just want to be friends, kind yeah, of. That's yeah, really that's really saying. That, this is a breakup plant. Yeah. That's, that's the, they got great breakup plants yeah. at proflowers.com. We should just be ferns. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Reynolds, ladies and gentlemen. Hi, everybody. Um, yeah. And here's the thing as, as we said before in the show, um, one of the great ways to support this podcast is to use the sponsors. Like, if you need to buy flowers for someone, use Pro Flowers. Yes. Use our coupon code CFN because that's how we get tracked. Also, uh, put a little uh, post on Twitter. Say, "Hey, I just bought the Pro Flowers," mm-hmm. and then uh, tweet uh, us and uh, Pro because Flowers. The reason these companies keep rebuying ad time with us is, is because you buy flowers. You use our coupon code, right, to buy flowers. That really makes a huge difference. CFN. Yeah. So buy a breakup fern. Yes. And use coupon code CFN. Yep, do it today. <laughs> grow it. <laughs> Hashtag grow it. Um, all right. So proflowers.com. Click on the blue microphone in the top right corner and type in CFN. There do you go. it. Free chocolates. All right. Um, now, we were talking a little bit. Uh, Gareth is a fan of documentaries. And, ew, uh, dark gross. Graham, I'm right here. <laughs> oh, they're so dumb. Graham. They take forever. Yes. <laughs> always editing oh, <laughs> i know it's always updates yeah. <laughs> um yeah so talk about we were talking um before the show that you one of the movies you like is american movie yeah i like well i like you know documentaries i think can be some can be really like dense and boring that there's some that just when they show you the slices of just some of the weirder lives like i love like when you have a strong main focus for your documentary it really sometimes is as thought-provoking as something fictional american movie is a great example of a documentary where if someone were to write it you would be like it's maybe too over the top yeah Yeah. Mm -hmm. um it takes place in milwaukee which is where i'm from i know you're a wisconsinite as well yeah uh so the main star of it got a paps blue ribbon hat on oh yeah and a packer tattoo yeah How many beer companies are we going to plug wow. today? <laughs> That's right, bud. <laughs> I'm, I'm coming for you, Manning. Um, but it's about uh, the main character. His name is Mark Borchett or something yeah. like that. Some real Wisconsin-y name that has nine consonants next to it at the end yeah. where it shouldn't. And uh, and it's basically he is a low-budget horror film director, and he's trying to kind of make his signature film um, and this documentary kind of follows him through the ups and downs of that, uh, which has a lot more downs than ups, but uh, is just such a great slice of life documentary. And the name of the movie he's trying to make? Uh, the name of the movie he's trying to make is Coven. Uh, <laughs> however, uh, I believe he calls it, uh, there's some weird actor dude in it who's like, he ta- debates it's a, him. It's supposed to be called Coven. Coven. Yeah, because a group of witches. Right. Yeah. And uh, he keeps insisting it's called, that it's called Coven. So he keeps calling it Coven, and then there's this amazing actor guy who is arguing with him about it, and he's like, because of the umlaut. The umlaut, Mark. And Mark's like, nah, it's Coven, dude. Trust me. Um, but that is, that's a documentary where I think you're laughing as much as you are kind of just like shaking your head at what you're watching. Um, 
But yeah, that it's was a really fun documentary. Mm-hmm. It's funny from beginning to end too. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're, when they're shooting some of these scenes from the movie, some of the actors he's been working with, he's been working with on this movie for five or six years. It's almost like watching a documentary on the room a little bit. Yes. Like you are watching a train wreck in motion, <laughs> and it's and here's the great thing: it's a short film. Oh yeah. To make. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. And it's taking him years, yeah. years yeah. to get it right. I mean, his mom DPs a lot of it. His, his like Polish mother, who's like over the experience. Mm-hmm. He's, he's great family. His best friend <sighs> took too much acid and is crazy. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and what's great about being from Milwaukee is you hear it, but you get updates on these guys every now and then. You know? oh. <laughs> They're at the liquor store buying scratch offs, whatever it is. Like. <laughs> yeah, the documentary really doesn't end. Yes. <laughs> I, I believe, actually, Comedy Central tried to make a show about him um, mm-hmm. a few years after, but shockingly, that didn't come to fruition. But, uh, but yeah, American Movie is such a, just one of the funniest documentaries, one of the best documentaries. It, it's, it is a really fun one. And there's so many, like, extra features and deleted scenes yeah. on the DVD. Like, you could literally watch another movie just on the uh, you could wa- I think you can watch the movie. I think on the DVD extras, you can actually watch... You can actually watch, watch Coven. Coven, yeah. Yes. Well, yeah, Coven. <laughs> wow. Covenant. Coven. Yeah. <laughs> um, so another one you were talking about was uh, Wolfpack? Or- mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Wolfpack is one uh, I just saw recently, which... Uh, now, give us the premise of this, because I, I, I... So it's a little, like, I think you alluded to yes. the similarity a little to bit room. with Room. Yes. Um, which is true. It, it Basically, it's the story of probably about 11 or 12 siblings who have been raised in the confines of an apartment in New York. Oh, this is, oh so it's The Wolf Pack. The Wolf Pack, the wolf yeah. Pack. Okay. Uh, so that there is uh, these kids, you know, very in probably 10 years age difference. Um, the mother and father, mainly the fathers, made the decision that they're not allowed to leave the apartment. So they're homeschooled. They live their lives in the apartment until they're in their teen years. Some of them 18 when this is being filmed and have never left. Um and it really is the documentary about kind of what that does to these kids. And what it, what it does to them is it almost galvanizes them eventually against their father a little bit. But really what the film is about is it, it's about how much they use films to sort of cope oh, wow. with this. And what they do is they will watch these films. They'll Give watch, them a window to the outside world. Yeah, which you know, exactly, like a, a Tarantino film or w- whatever it is. They'll watch these movies. One of them will pause the movie, write a script for the movie, write the whole movie out on a script, type it up, and then him and his brothers will film a version of it in their apartment, but with these great props and costumes that they make, and they will kind of reshoot, shot for shot, recreate these movies, and they've done it, you know, 10, 15 times over, and that's kind of where the movie jumps in. The movie kind of jumps in when they're filming Pulp Fiction. Right. And then then it's sort of about, you know, a little bit the unraveling of this world when, you know, one of them ventures out in the real world, what that does, and then what that sort of does to the brothers, and then what that sort of does to them and their family dynamic, which is also fascinating and crazy. Wow. Um, But it is one of those documentaries where... I you know it's not the not necessarily like the easiest to watch at times, right. but it's so fascinating that it almost trumps it, and you're able to just stick in that world because you you uh, you know I like it's not they're not even being held captive as much as their father is parenting them in this sort of lawful like this way where he that's that's his law and they respect him so they don't go out. It's not till one of them is about fifteen when he's kind of like fuck it and he just goes you know he just goes out he just goes out yeah and and. I mean, there's more specifics to when he goes out. I mean, he go he goes out basically in one of the costumes from one of the films they're making, and he ends up getting picked up by the cops, and that you know, it's kind of, that from there sort of unravels oh, okay. the the inside well, of it. But let it, me uh, let me ask you this: you may because uh, I haven't seen the film yet. Does it ever get explained? Like because this clearly is a very closed off family. How the filmmaker got access to film this? They don't really get into that, um, mm-hmm. I, but they are explicitly thankful for the opportunity to do it. Um, yeah, I don't, I, I don't really know. Um, it, well, and the truth is that you know, like a lot of good documentaries, at first you can sort of tell, like the father is almost like you're saying in the room, like you, he's. Uh, he's, you see pictures of him, you see some video of him, but you don't see him for the first half of the movie. And if you do, it's like, you know, it's like a Sasquatch 
sighting. I mean, it's just like he just wanders in the background. You're like, did that happen or not? Um, is he wearing a watch? He is wearing a watch. <laughs> <laughs> so you know he's real. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but but th- when you're and then and then I think they acclimate to it a little bit more, and the mother starts opening up, and then eventually they get some time with the father, and you kind of hear his philosophy behind you know, why he parents like this. And, uh, you know, it's, it's fascinating. Wow. Yeah. Very right. cool. All right, let's get into some uh, DVDs. Now, Crimson Peak. Uh, I like this movie. Neil liked it. This is a very uh, specific taste for this. If right. you like gothic horror movies, specifically directed by Guillermo del Toro, <laughs> you will like this film. <laughs> so, now, that is the narrowest yes. of... <laughs> what, what's amazing is it's, it's, uh, it's not quite as narrow as it sounds, because there's a fair, fair amount of people that uh, you know, did enjoy this film. Uh, but it is a kind of thing where if you're like, I don't really like horror movies, I don't know, I don't, who's this Guillermo del Toro? You're not going to enjoy the movie. Okay. It's, it's really an acquired taste, for sure. Because if you're already a fan, you'll forgive certain inconsistencies, and you'll just kind of enjoy the experience of this amazing production design and this right. creepy tone and feel of the film um love the coopers now i did not get a chance to see this this is the steve martin diane keaton movie i didn't see this either as it turns out no it's weird Uh, i didn't either yeah three guys didn't go see that (laughs) (laughs) how did we miss this Diane uh, Keaton, three Steve guys Martin. under sixty didn't uh, yeah, that's shocking. yeah. Weird. <laughs> Skype my mom she'll know what it is yeah. <laughs> and uh Spectre this is the uh yeah. the James Bond movie I you know I had fun with it pretty yeah. good yeah I had yeah. fun and Spectre like if you didn't see it and you check it out for and you sure. enjoy mm-hmm. Bond movies right. I, yeah. well, they just do a good job of making those six scenes five scenes that are amazing in those movies those are always amazing right yes sometimes maybe the threading between it isn't the greatest but still like it's, when right. Bond's driving a plane down an avalanche okay yeah yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> when he's exactly he's always in some crazy shit like yeah. that and you're just yeah. like alright yeah. you're gonna get your stunts in yes. this movie don't worry yeah. you're, if, if you're expecting anything other than a Bond movie like it is a Bond movie. Yeah. Yes. There's yes. no. They're not trying to do anything else. No. Other than make a Bond movie. Yeah. So you want to talk about product placement? Yes. And there's That's a the- <laughs> <laughs> there's a Star Trek re-release, the original motion picture collection, uh, and also on the site spotlight. This is what I wanted to mention too. Brian is still working on the site. It's not completely fixed yet. It's kind of a bare bones version right now, but. There is a lot of new content on it. Um, there's more of the uh, weekly movie news. Mm-hmm. And uh, Neil's doing a really good job every week of giving you guys kind of like some insight and some news on what's going on every week in the uh, film biz. And also, CJ Johnson and Lara House both reviewed Brooklyn, both thoroughly enjoyed it. So it will counterbalance Graham and I's reviews. Okay. <laughs> so, and, and, and getting into some fan feedback here. Uh, to this very point, we got an email from uh, Joe Fleischer. Uh, Hi, Graham, longtime comedy film nerds listener. And I enjoy your uh, your comedy. Saw so you open for Doug and Charlotte several years ago. I don't think we have to agree on everything, but I do think you're wrong on Brooklyn. <laughs> <laughs> also, our female fans in Ireland not happy with our uh, review. <laughs> oh boy! <laughs> How dare they? Uh, <laughs> like most people, I liked it. It has a ninety percent audience rating on Rotten Tomatoes. Well, Joe, that's great. Don't care about those numbers. Didn't like it. Doesn't. <laughs> I'm not going to turn my. That's not going to turn the corner on me because oh, mopes on Rotten Tomatoes uh, seem to like it. Um, Stand by the review. All right. First off, there have been a lot of movies about immigrants to America that were one-dimensional about the harshness of the experience. Man push cart. The immigrants are highly American dream transforms people in a completely positive way. My big fat Greek wedding. Brooklyn helps us see how. How diff- long is this letter? It's long. Yes. It's longer than my big fat Greek yeah. wedding. Yes. <laughs> It helps us see how difficult. Anyway, all right, Joe. So I can respect your opinion. Um, apparently, you were looking for another storyline, uh, and you didn't put any value on the one that was presented. Yep. <laughs> that's, right. that's correct. Point, we're, counterpoint. Yep, no, we agree. We agree. The one that was presented, I thought, was dumb, and didn't care that she got married, then goes back to Ireland, and can't decide between two guys. You seem heated, Graham. I would say maybe send some proflowers.com Joe's way. <laughs> to Brooklyn. To Brooklyn. <laughs> Use promo code CFN. Yes. <laughs> um, now brings up for my because we were talking on this episode about why I don't think Brooklyn should have got a Best Picture nomination and should have had you could have put like Concussion or Straight Out of Com- Compton in there instead of the Oscar. Well, the problem is there's black people yeah, there's black in that people. film. Well, you can't have that. You can't do that. Can't, yeah, that the messes up the ratio for the whites. Um, but she she said I enjoyed Straight Out of Compton. Um, 
but she she said that the, straight out of Compton is sort of a Disney version of gangster rap. This is a valid point. Yes, and we talked about this um, when we when that movie first came out, and I, I believe it was it might have even been Baron Vaughn was on the show, and he was saying that was sort of his one of the con- critics uh, criticisms he had of the film, which is a valid one. This movie was done by Ice Cube, right. so. He's out, they're just for gonna sure. Come, they're gonna just like, oh, you know, some things are gonna be glossed over. Yeah, yeah. like, mm-hmm. oh, we weren't anti-Semitic. It's a rap battle, yeah. and that's just okay. That's a suitable answer. It's like, no, you guys said racist, anti-Semitic shit in your in your lyrics, and women were not portrayed well, and that wasn't that. So that's a legitimate complaint or criticism of Straight Outta Compton. Yes. I still think it's an excellent, ma- well-made movie that really is about the First Amendment battle that they went through. Yeah, just mm-hmm. like. Elvis did and anyone else had to go through? I know. I mean, you could present it in both ways where it's a First Amendment battle and that you were also anti-Semitic. Yeah, yes. <laughs> you yeah. could do that. Yeah. Uh, Comedically, I would have loved it if Paul Giamatti just got nominated. I think that, that would have been, been just a real... We nominated the black movie. Huh? The but I will it. say, if you think about it, a lot of times when a movie is based on something real, it's based on it. And we accept that a lot of times you go to movies. Like, I, th- I thought Straight Outta Compton, maybe it's not the best film, but I th- there's at least there's some nomination in there, I think. The kid who played Easy The guy who played Easy e is so sure. good. Yeah. I mean, you know. Th- and I think, too, when we see biopics now or things based on true stories, we know as an audience that there's certain things that are going to be yeah. glossed over or massaged into what, the story. What, 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 you know, what can you cover in a 20 year span? I mean, there's so, right. yeah. I mean, like, what do you, and there's totally those moments in that movie where it's just like, let's call it that. And you're like, well, probably not like that. Yeah, probably right. <laughs> wasn't that convenient. Yeah. But like you're saying, I mean, there's so much to cover in that story. I mean, I, I really liked that movie. I thought that movie was I really good. I liked it well, and it mm-hmm. should have got at least some something. Type, some type Giamatti, at least. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Giamatti, you're one of the white cops. Yeah. Should have been nominated. And the Oscar goes to yeah. cop, too. <laughs> yeah. You know, the audio mixer. Somebody. Yeah, somebody. Yeah. Somebody like that. Somebody like that. Um, uh, so, now, so, so let me just say this. So, Joe, mm-hmm. thank you for your email. I appreciate it, even though we don't agree. And uh, next time, please add a point of order to begin. Yes. Email. <laughs> and seriously, Joe, uh, you can send me some pro flowers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so what do we have uh, premiering this week? Now, this movie I'm going back and forth on, Deadpool. I really think, like, this movie... I don't think this movie is going to be okay. I think it's going to be amazing. It's going to really be kind of like a postmodern superhero movie, or it's going to completely miss the mark and be unfunny and stupid all the way through. I, 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 think, I don't think there's going to be a middle ground the here. Prob- the, the, the thing I'm, I don't know, that's not a problem, but my, my, my question is, I'm not that familiar with the Deadpool comic, but what I do understand of it, the Deadpool the person in the comic is a complete wise-ass and is very it is very like dark and gruesome and he's certainly he's a hitman you know so and he's kind of invulnerable yeah which is always uh, difficult to write around mm-hmm. it's um, when you're yeah. when you're invulnerable so the that's the one reason i don't have a problem where i'm like okay ryan reynolds if that's what he's supposed to be because let's talk about ryan reynolds and i'm wondering if this is gonna be the case ryan reynolds is like He's Van Wilder with a sword. He's yeah. <laughs> he's really. I was trying to like put my finger on what my thing. Like I don't have a problem with him. I don't dislike him. He's like, he's he's your friends, buddy. And you know, you all get together. You all go watch the game together. You hang out at the bar. He's at the party, and he's always sort of there. And you don't you don't like go ugh. But you don't also yeah. you don't invite him on his own either. Nope. You don't have his phone <laughs> yeah. number. Yeah. He's a decent dude. He's yeah. never gotten drunk and said something shitty to you. Yeah, yeah. He's a good wingman. Yeah. You know, won't mm-hmm. cock block you if you're trying to talk mm-hmm. to the ladies. Yeah. But you never like one time you were like, hey, let's go get hang out and do one on one and you kinda went, Oh, <sighs> right. It's <sighs> just sort of just stayed home. Yeah, yeah. When we're all together and there's a joke bouncing around the room, he'll jump in and it's funny. Yeah. No, I think that is true. I mean, he may be a little, like, he works for you sometimes, but also I don't think you ever walk out of a movie and, like, there wasn't enough Ryan Reynolds. (laughs) Right, and has anyone ever said, oh, the new Ryan Reynolds? That has never been said. Maybe by the Reynolds family, but outside of that. (laughs) Right, but, like, yeah, I mean, and even, like, and he's been in a lot of superhero and comic book movies, too. He's been bouncing around. He's trying. This is the second time he's played Deadpool. Is that right? Yeah. What? Yeah, he's. This is a. He played Deadpool. This is a, a little trivia in one of the Wolverine movies. 
Oh, wow. Um, he played it like at the end, and it was it was a, one of the disastrous Wolverine. So was it the most recent Wolverine? No, no, it was uh, earlier. It was, I think it might have been the first one. Okay, and it was like literally, it didn't even mention that he was turned into Deadpool and didn't speak. It's what? in fact Mike Mike Schmidt mentions it in the Comedy Film Nerd Guide to Movies. Like whose idea was it to put Deadpool in a movie and not let him speak? Like uh, so. <laughs> Uh, that shows is, you the studio's faith yeah, in the, yeah, the franchise. It, it's it's unbelievable. So I, I really think like this movie, it could go either way because some of the trailers are like, oh, that looks pretty cool. I get what they're doing. And then other trailers are like, you know what? You're trying a little too hard. You're trying to go, you know, look how edgy we are. And, and like, oh, okay, I get it. A Twitter joke. Yeah. You know, uh, so we'll see. I, yeah, I don't, I don't. I'm dubious. Yeah, mm-hmm. there's just something... The Ryan Reynolds factor. You just, it also feels yeah. like when they were marketing it, they were avoiding the Ryan Reynolds factor a little bit right. in it. And I think that's a red flag. Yeah. <laughs> you don't see, I haven't seen a ton of him in the previews. To, you know, I mean, I know that he looks disturbing, but still, sure. I think, uh, you know, he's. I think t- they're doubling down on him a little bit now, though. Yeah. This is like, he's like the, you know, he's the catalyst to get this movie made. He's, mm-hmm. you know, he's been, always in great shape. I'm sure he's good in the action and the stunts, but I just. You know, there's even trailers where he's making fun of his other superhero movies. He, right. he says, like, don't make my costume green or animate it. Right. The Green Lantern movie. Right. Right. So, uh, <laughs> all right. So we'll see. All right. They were saying, you know, this is always an interesting point, too, when they make it a note in the interview saying, every scene, we wrote like a hundred jokes for each one. I'm like, Ugh, well, yeah, boy. but re- did you have to? Ugh. Is that, that means you weren't sure which one would go there. <laughs> <It's> just, <laughs> that means fun set to be on. Yeah. yeah. Oh, <laughs> just, we need more jokes. More! Oh, yeah. How much fake crew laugh? Not, <laughs> yeah, oh, God, totally, right? Fuck. Crew like that? I think we got it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was great. All, all the crew just looking at their watch. Uh, you know? Or maybe we should do 20 more and we get into double time. Yeah, it's not it's not the quality, it's the number. <laughs> <laughs> That's what makes great jokes, just writing a hundred of yeah. them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, it's not like one or two and up by the second. No, we one got or two it. that lead somewhere, a hundred yeah. that go nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> the math is the same. Yeah. <laughs> it really is Twitter oh, the movie. <laughs> All right, what else? How to be single? So, how to be single now. Um, uh, our, our, I guess, operations manager, Aaron, actually put a little note down here. Watch this movie. Maybe he got to see a, uh, a preview of it. Okay. So uh, check it out, How to be Single. It has the uh, endorsement oh, of Aaron. Yeah, they uh, should put that on the poster. Watch this movie. Yeah. <laughs> Comedy Film Nerds Intern. Yeah. Um, Zoolander 2. I have no interest in seeing this film at all. I didn't really love the first one and I didn't see if there was a that there was a huge demand for a second one. So if you guys are excited and want to see it, uh, let us know how you think it is. Have fun. Yeah, yeah. I don't I don't know. Let uh, us know how the Rotten Tomatoes number on that one is. Yeah, I don't, I don't know anyone on our team that's probably going to see it. <laughs> Aaron didn't put it in the notes. Yeah, so. yeah, then Aaron didn't put it watch this movie on that one. <laughs> Yeah, that movie's striking while the iron's cold, yeah. also. That is not... <laughs> is anyone going, oh, the news... Finally, yeah. yeah. No. no we need to find a new audience and regain the one we've already lost. Yeah. <laughs> remember that movie none of you remember? Yeah. Or, I, or I, I think it's going to be like, remember that movie that you thought was hilarious when you were 12? Yeah. Well, guess what? Which is really, that's almost what happened with Dumb and Dumber, was you were like, oh, God, it's good to see these guys a little bit, but uh, I'm not liking the vehicle. No. I don't I, like what don't, they drove up in. I don't see it. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, and I think that's it. What about this Providence film? Oh, I don't know anything about that movie. No, sounds great, guys. Yeah, Check good it luck. Out. Good luck. <laughs> a lot of research went into this week's episode. I think it's saying to go watch Zoolander 2 in Providence, which yeah. I think yes. is good. They have a great <laughs> alehouse there. Yeah, it's a nice brewing view. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bingo. <laughs> All right, well, that is our episode. Um, Gareth Reynolds, where can people find you on the World Wide Web? Uh, you can find me at Reynolds Gareth on most social media sites and Facebook. And then you can listen to the Dollop podcast and also Point versus Point, the podcast. And, uh, yeah, I'm around. And come back and tell us what you thought of Providence. I will, absolutely. I'll get back next week. I'm booking a flight later. <laughs> <We're>... <laughs> 
we were trying to get you and Dave in here, just couldn't schedule-wise, because someone suggested it'd be a great idea, because you guys did a, an episode of The Dollop about The Revenant. Yeah, we did a, one about Hugh Glass. The yeah. actual story that The happened, actual story, and yeah. And we wanted to talk about that versus the film. There are differences. It's well, it's pretty interesting. Dave told me, yeah. and I was like, wow. Yeah, the there's a lot story. of Hollywood. Yeah, there's a lot of Hollywood. Yeah, there is. And I think the thing that we keep saying to ourselves, at least, is that maybe you didn't need all the Hollywood, because the story is pretty, pretty compelling. compelling. It really is, yeah. Just so you guys know, in case you were um, interested in Providence, this is really going to make you go see it. Rachel Cartwright and Mitchell Little both grew up in a small town of Providence, Tennessee. I got to go, guys. Their paths keep crossing, and at one point, it looks like they'll finally get together. Oh shit! Oh, it's a plan. I bet they do get together. Oh, my money's on getting together. Wow! Yeah, How do you know that. I've seen a movie. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> I saw one movie. <laughs> Will they or won't they? It's almost worth making a movie at some point that does all that just to have a terrible ending. Just so that you can reset the expectation of That'd the masses great. a little bit. That'd be great. Just once. They never meet. They just die in like a train in the first 20 minutes and yeah. the rest of it is just kind of about dogs. <laughs> <laughs> just throw people for a loop in the preview. I would gladly make that movie. Oh, And one of the puppies is named Providence. Yeah. That's the only That would be cool. Made. And the other one's named Brooklyn. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and they're kept in a room. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'll have you know the Brooklyn puppy got a 90% rating at Petco's uh, puppy rating system, proflowers.com. Um, all right, Gareth. Well, thank you for being on the show. Thank you for having me. And um, I'm headlining the improv at uh, Harris. Harris Hotel and Casino, Center Strip, beautiful Las Vegas, Nevada, this week, February 9 through 14. Come by, say hey, and then uh, doing Mike Schmidt's show 2020 uh, at the Three of Clubs, Monday, February 22nd. It's three comics doing 20-minute sets each, uh, which is pretty cool. And then I'm going to start this uh, Grammy Award Variety Show at the Hollywood Improv at the Lab, and that's going to start uh, February 27th. That'll be a late-night show, like probably 10.30. Love the Lab. Yeah, I love it. I'm going to do, do like an hour, hour and 15-minute variety show. Great. Characters. It'll be really fun. Uh, it's, it's just experimental stuff. So yeah. The Lab is awesome. It's such a great space. Yeah. Um, so check that out, you guys. Right. And then, I'll, can I say this? I'll yeah. be at Flappers on February 17th at 10 o'clock. And then on the 18th, I'll be at the Comedy Palace. And then February 20th, I'll be in Aspen. Nice. For nice. Yeah. Very cool. For vacation? No, stand-up. Still Aspen. Yeah. Do they have a club? They do. I don't know what it is, but yes. I'm going there to do comedy <laughs> at it with Steve Byrne. <laughs> oh, nice. Oh, that'll be fun. Yeah. Steve but, Byrne's a uh, good man. Yeah. I, did, I have one announcement I wanted to make, too. It's, um, it's not up yet, but I will be launching a new comic book project very Ooh. soon. It'll be very cool. Been working. It's the one I've been working on with Mark Wade for a long time, uh, but it will finally be seeing the light of day soon. And uh, this, I like doing another pre-announcement before the actual announcement, oh, so stay tuned. <laughs> Ramp up for the real announcement, guys. Yeah. <laughs> Um, all right, you guys. Thank you to Gareth Reynolds. Thanks for listening, everybody. Um, and, uh, you know, like us, use our, buy the products, use the coupon codes, help yes. us out. Good reviews. And oh. even once the, once the website is fixed, you guys have been using the, um, affiliate links a lot. That's been really cool for iTunes and Amazon. We really yeah. appreciate that too. Mm-hmm. Uh, that those should be back up shortly as well. All right, everybody. Episode 306. Lock it down. <laughs> <laughs> the Rock said that in uh, Fast and Furious 6. Um, so my name is Graham Elwood. And I'm Chris Mancini. And as always, remember, Han, Han shot, shot first. first. Hail Caesar. Caesar. <laughs>